Welcome back to another episode of Blind Boys Politics. I'm Nicholas Rod. I'm Chris Baker. And we are back, and you are back, and everyone's back for another round of failed elections. This week, we are talking about Mr. John Delaney. John Delaney is... 57 years old. He dropped out January 31st, 2020. Uh, He dropped out of the race just three days before the Iowa caucuses, ending a a two-and-a-half-year presidential campaign, uh, one of the longest in American history. He didn't reach the 15% needed to go into the debates. He wasn't endorsing anyone as of June. Nick, I feel bad for him. He ran a two and a half year campaign and he still didn't make it to the presidency. I couldn't imagine running that long of a campaign. <laughs> and not getting where you want to get. Exactly. That's heartbreaking. But first off, let's talk about his health care plan. He wanted to create a new health care plan for people under the age of 65 while still keeping the Medicare system. This plan would allow for universal health care for everyone. It would also absorb the Medicaid system. His plan would allow for people to opt out of the universal health plan. If they chose to pick their own health insurance, they could also do that as well. The plan would also encourage companies to negotiate group rate plans that would merge with the government plan so that there would be a wider range of coverage options. Once someone turned 65, they would transition into the Medicare system. No, when I was looking at this healthcare plan, it was kind of an interesting read um, because it, it was definitely like different from all the other healthcare options that we had seen um, thus far through researching. And the fact that he didn't want to, do a complete overhaul or like do the most minor changes like some of these other candidates, he found this strange way of making like wanting to make an extreme change while still keeping elements of what we already have. Absolutely. I kind of like the idea of his plan personally. Seems like it, it would be a good fit for some people that are not in the greatest spot right now with health insurance, but. Yeah, of course, this is on paper. I have no idea how this would perform, uh, you know, in real life. I don't. Those things get tricky. But um, moving right along, we go into climate change. Uh, Delaney was a firm believer in the idea that climate change needs to be taken extremely seriously. And that something has to be done as soon as possible. His first plan to help bring down carbon emissions was to put a carbon fee into place. This fee would uh, make CO2 cost $15 per metric ton and then would rise by $10 each year. The money then spent on CO2 would go back to the American people, which they would then have free reign over to do with as they please. He believed that this plan will lower the nation's emissions by approximately 90%. And about this plan as well is that like he had stated that like the money that goes back to the people 
could be best spent, you know, putting it into say like a 529 college fund or things like that. Um, the next part of his plan would be to fund a project to figure out how to capture and store carbon that is in the air. To fund this project, he would be ending the federal government subsidies of $5 billion um, to fossil fuels. Then subsidies would go to the companies who could be the fastest at finding a way to capture the carbon in a cost-effective manner. Finding a way to capture the carbon would be smart for companies so that they don't have to pay the carbon fees any longer. He also wanted to give government funding to labs working on finding innovative ways to incorporate clean energy into technology. He wanted to give grants as well to help in the discoveries and things such as preventing wildfires, preventing manufacturing and agricultural emissions, and electrification of freight. Finally, he wanted to create what he called the Climate Corps, which would allow high school graduates to work in low-income polluted communities in hopes that they could find a way to transform those communities into clean communities. This policy was tricky for me because on one hand, I do see the need to handle climate change for sure. And this is one of those uh, policies that on paper looks great, but when you read into it, I'm not sure we really have the money or manpower to really figure it out just yet. You know and the actually, old saying, everything looks better on paper. Yeah, and this one was one of those ones that just, to me, looked pretty pretty shiny on paper. But I, I this is another one where I'm not sure how how well it would perform on a real stage. Moving on to his economy plan, he wanted to make a direct investment into communities that have been left behind by globalization technology change. Delaney will give priority in government contracting to companies with a majority of employees located in economically struggling communities, ensuring that the government supports businesses that are not in already prosperous areas with promote economic growth in areas that have suffered due to globalization and automation. Delaney supports opportunities zones, which encourage private investments in distressed communities by providing tax incentives on certain long-term investments, investments from a private sector support by the right incentives can turn around economically struggling communities high-speed internet, and clean water systems, developing a national strategy to address artificial intelligence will allow every sector of our economy to benefit from technological change by understanding the true effects of AI and other forms of innovation. Our government can help manage the transition into increasingly automated 
modern economy and minimize the disruption of Americans, he said. He also says workers guaranteeing free pre-K through 14 public education will give everyone the opportunity to succeed and ensure the students learn the skills they need. Doubling the earned income tax credit will help hardworking families make ends meet. But EITC has lifted millions of people out of poverty, including 2.8 adults and nearly 3 million children alone in 2016. Delaney would also expand EITC eligibility for childless adults to increase the incentive to work and stop our tax code with burdening low-wage earners. So this plan, he's really trying to help communities that have been left behind from the new advances in the world, and he wants to get them back on track with the rest of the country and just help them out financially. Yeah, financially, with jobs, with all that kind of stuff. Get them Uh, a little bit more stable and on their feet. Yeah, absolutely. I don't really have much to say about this economy plan. I don't know. It's one of those things that looks good on paper, but whether or not it would work out. For me, for some reason, I just didn't have a lot, like, I didn't have a lot of opinions about this one. And I didn't have much to to say about it. But um, moving into the last policy, um, Delaney wanted to fix the broken politics in America. So first he wanted to end gerrymandering. Uh, Gerrymandering is a major cause of our divisive political atmosphere when politicians can draw their own safe districts, they lose all incentive to look for common ground and can win re-election by being partisan fighters instead of consensus builders who work across party lines to get things done. Our system works best when people pick their representatives instead of politicians choosing their voters. In Congress, John Delaney introduced the Open Hour Democracy Act, which would prohibit gerrymandering and require states to establish independent commissions to draw congressional district boundaries, make election day a federal holiday so workers have time to vote, protect voting rights and ensure people have the ability to vote John supports the Voting Rights Advancement Act, which would require that states with a history of violating voting rights get approval from the Department of Justice before making any changes to election procedures or voting requirements. He also supports automatic voter registration and same-day registration overturn Citizens United Unlimited. Uh, Corporate money has made our democracy play to play. John supports a constitutional amendment to overturn Citizens United. Debate the Congress. John pledges to debate congressional leaders uh, four times a year. Engaging with opposing points of view 
and focusing on the facts in a real debate is the best way to have an honest discussion about the problem our nation faces. He wanted to support bipartisan legislation. When people work across the aisle towards common goals, American lives are improved. During the first 100 days of his presidency, John would advance only bipartisan bills. Uh, we have some examples of bipartisan legislation. Americans with Disabilities Act, Food Stamp Act, creation of Medicaid, um, Civil Rights Act, Clean Air Act, and there are also more beyond that. John is also proposing a national service program to provide opportunities for recent high school graduates to contribute to the betterment of the country and to meet and work with people from all backgrounds. And that is what his plans were for um, politics. Anything to add to that, Chris? Because I don't have much. No, I just think that I like how he's going to try to make things better in the politics system and how things are operated in hopes of bringing the country, I guess you could call it, more together and making improvements on the Stamp Act and Clean Air Act. Yeah. Now, for me, as far as where he went wrong with this whole thing is I feel a major factor of it all was the pricing behind his different ideas. I mean, there's one of his plans literally was going to cost $4 trillion to put into action. Um, it's money we simply don't have. No, not by any means. And uh, <laughs> the fact that it would cost that much. Probably scared off a lot of voters. Oh, yeah. Well, and I think one thing that didn't help is uh, with his climate change plan to end the government's, the federal government's uh, subsidies towards fossil fuels, you know, $5 billion a year is insane. Uh, and to just like withdraw that from that industry, that's going to have some negative effects. And I think people saw that. Absolutely. That is it for John Delaney. Next week, we will be talking about Joe Walsh. But until then, make sure you listen to our weekly podcast Friday mornings at 7 a.m. Until then, though, if you want to stay up to date with us, uh, on the podcast or with our personal accounts you can find us on social media you can find the podcast on twitter instagram at blind boy politic uh, you can find myself on twitter at blinding underscore aura that is at blinding underscore a u r a uh, you can find chris at c underscore baker zero zero two baker of course b-a-k-e-r and that is it, folks. Bye, guys. See you later. Yep. See you, see you guys.